0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Oscar Wilde, a podcast about film, always counting down to next year's Oscars. I'm Sophia Simonello.
1: And I'm Nick Ruckraut.
0: And today we will be doing our first prediction special. We'll be talking all about the Golden Globes and the SAG Awards, which announce their nominations on Wednesday and Thursday of this week.
1: First big awards of the season, really the like precursors for the Oscars, which is really exciting. These aren't necessarily going to align, which kind of throws everything off, but we'll get through it.
0: Yeah, we'll see. So, we're just going to go category by category here for the Golden Globes. And we each also picked some wild things that could happen. The Hollywood Forum Press is known for just kind of going rogue and not following anything that critics have done and picking some random nominees here and there. So we will point out those things that we think could maybe happen that might not be on our predictions list. I know some of the ones that I have, I was just way too scared to pull the trigger, even though I could totally see them happening.
1: And I think this is partly due to the members in between. So the HFPA isn't in the academy. So that's some of the reason why there's some disconnect. And maybe more so why we see a little bit more spreading of the wealth with Golden Globes. Yeah. Usually more so than the Oscars, which is fun, but also chaotic.
0: Absolutely. And we don't really know much about them, right? It's this pretty small voting block. It's such a mystery. (laughs) (laughs) So how about you get us started with best song, our favorite category?
1: Yeah. And I think this is one of those categories that can be really across the board, just crazy. It could be five for five for the Oscars or like one for five. I think some of the biggest contenders we have are Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Another potential would be Hear My Voice from The Trial of the Chicago 7. Wear Your Crown from The Prom, which I don't think will be an Oscar nominee. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Meryl (laughs) Streep rapping on stage would be quite a sight.
0: You don't want Meryl (laughs) Streep rapping at the Oscars?
1: (laughs) I'm not sure anyone really wants it to happen, (laughs) but they would pull something like that off. Mm -hmm. IOC or scene from the life ahead. I think that's another potential. I think really we might even see Wuhan flu from Borat's subsequent movie film in this category. That is such a Golden Globes pull.
0: It is. It really, it could be a thing where Borat has a really big morning. I am predicting a couple of nominations for that movie. We'll get there when we get to some (laughs) of the other categories. But this is one I hadn't really thought of, but now that you say it, I could see it happening.
1: And another really big potential just from hers name is Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah. So I think those are really big contenders and I guess we'll see. Do you have any different nominees?
0: Yeah, so I have a couple that could maybe make a push here. So one is identical from On the Rocks. It's a song by Phoenix. It's just kind of this indie song over the credits, but I know that they are pushing that movie pretty hard to this group, so I could see it Mm -hmm. making an appearance. I also know that they really like random songs from animated movies, so I could see Just Sing from Trolls World Tour getting in. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I will mention, because I know that our listeners might be wondering about this, but we will not see a nomination for Miss Taylor Swift for Miss Americana. And that's because documentaries are not eligible in any category. So she can't be nominated.
1: I didn't know that. For
0: Only the Young. And that's unfortunate for her because she's been nominated three times before for Original Song. And that hasn't translated to the Oscars, but she was nominated for Catching Fire, One Chance, and Cats last year. So... I think she totally would have been a shoe in but she's not eligible.
1: Well, that knocks the way I see its song, Future, out of the mix too, which Mm. I really liked. Maybe come Oscars time, we'll see it, but I hope we don't see the Taylor nom. (laughs) 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 Okay, so now how about Best Score?
0: So for Best Score, there are quite a few that I could see happening here. The first one that I'll mention that's just a little odd is Trial of the Chicago 7, So that score is by Daniel Pemberton, who, if you remember, they nominated for Motherless Brooklyn, which felt, again, like the HFPA just going rogue, giving this movie a nomination for score. I have Mank also on my list for Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, but I do not have Soul. And the reason for that is because the HFPA has never double-nominated a composer in this category. Mm -hmm. And the reason I went with Mank over Soul is because Soul's an animated film. And I think they see score as this kind of like more serious category. So I could see them going with Mank here. I think we can't count out The Midnight Sky, Alexander Desplat. I feel like they'll probably like him. And I could see them doing that. But the most globesy thing that could happen here, and it's why it's in my predictions, I have Hans Zimmer for Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> I do not think it would happen at the Oscars, but it's just such mm-hmm. a globesy HFPA thing to do.
1: Now, how about Tenet?
0: Also on my list because they like Warner Brothers movies. So I could totally see them going for that score. It's also gotten some critical acclaim, even though the film itself hasn't as much, but the mm-hmm. Ludwig Gordonson score is amazing, I think. And they also love Nolan scores.
1: That's a very globesy move. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And honestly, it's a great score. So yeah. go for it.
0: Do you have any others that you could see maybe getting in here?
1: I mean, I'm always going to be pushing for the Minari score. Do Mm -hmm. I think it's likely? Maybe not, but it could happen. Yeah. I really don't want to see News of the World on there, but again, I can understand it. It was a great score. Those are the big ones, and I would love to see Soul on there. John Batiste is another composer on a part of that list, so who knows? I think they made a stink about it recently, about them three being attached on different songs mm-hmm. on the same album. Yes. Which may present an issue.
0: I know that the music branch for Ampass specifically has like very strict rules about that. And I'm hoping that that doesn't mean that score is disqualified because that would be... honestly tragic because that score is so good. But I know they've, you know, they've thrown out great scores in the past too, like the there will be blood score, just all sorts of things. They do that. And I don't think the HFPA has the same rules though. So who knows? That could be the one that they choose here.
1: Okay. So let's move on to foreign language film. With the Globes having shifted Monari to this category, they have my full support. It better win foreign language film, which, you know, caused a little scuffle once they made the news, but I'm hoping it can pull off here what The Farewell couldn't.
0: I do think Another Round has a shot. I don't know how big that shot is considering how Minari has been doing and just the move to this category, but that would be Mm -hmm. my next option if there was going to be a shakeup.
1: It won Best European Film, I think with some awards and at some ceremonies. Which is interesting, and I've seen it. I really don't want it to win any of the foreign international categories this season, but it definitely could. Another one, The Life Ahead, with Sophia Loren. La Llorona, which has had a pretty big push. That Shutter original that I still mm-hmm. need to watch, but I'm very excited for. People really love it. What other ones do you have for this category?
0: So I also have I Carry You With Me and Night of the Kings. I feel like those could maybe have pushes here. One thing that I wouldn't be shocked by and it's actually one of my wild things that could happen is if the <laughs> controversial Netflix film Cuties got in. It feels okay. super Globes yeah. like to do that and yeah. typically too with the Golden Globes with this category at the Oscars we'll see, you know, a wider variety of films and countries represented, but a lot of times the Golden Globes the HFPA will just go for really well-known films. They don't really like digging around for contenders. Mm-hmm. And something that's controversial from a major company like Netflix, I can absolutely see them just slotting in there.
1: Well, two Netflix films, I don't know. I wonder about that, too, if they're going to spread the wealth between producers and distributors. Mm-hmm.
0: So they do like spreading it out. It'll be interesting this year, though, because just having such an odd season with so many Netflix contenders in there, yeah what they'll end up doing. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to move on to Best Picture Animated?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Now that we have some, some background knowledge in this after last week's pod.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the point I've arrived at is that we have four, I think, here that could be locks. And those are Soul, mm-hmm. Wolfwalkers... Over the moon and onward. Definitely. The fifth slot is where it gets interesting. The HFPA <laughs> likes, I feel, like more populist, well known pictures. Uh-huh. So yeah. my fifth choice is the crude, a new age. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm going with for my predictions. But I could see trolls happening.
1: I could see that. I could see Sean and the Sheep, Farmageddon.
0: Oh my God. Yes, you're right. Wow.
1: I think they love those. I don't know about past nominees specifically, but definitely trolls. The Willoughbys might be lower on that list. But again, I think another potential here. The fact that we're just like playing with a fifth random nominee is kind of funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like at the very bottom of the list, I would put Scoob and SpongeBob. Like, oh my God. Can I you think imagine? those are. I can. Yeah, right. But (laughs) crazy.
0: It's, you know, the thing with the Golden Globes, like anything really can happen. That's why it's so fun that you kick off the award season with just absolute madness. And we haven't even gotten deep into what can go fully wrong in some of these categories.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's say they end up nominating Soul for Score. Mm -hmm. You know, a shocking thing happens and it wins. I wonder if they would give it to Wolfwalkers.
0: I think it's possible. I do. I've thought about that too, of here, like this being a place where if the Wolfwalkers upset happens, I feel like it would be at the
1: Globes. Mm -hmm. Because
0: they do stuff like that all the time, which is fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so moving on to screenplay. And there's only one category here, which makes it much more difficult. And. I think here I'm going to get a I'm going to get into, you know, if something wins picture is are they going to swap screenplay out for something else, which I think is where things get a little sticky too. Okay, I think some of the top ones here are going to be Nomadland, Trial of the Chicago 7, and I think Promising Young Woman is more of a lock here. I think also Mank and then to round it out, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom.
0: This is where I have my first kind of gamble. I have Nomadland mm-hmm. missing here. Okay. So my five that I'm predicting, so I wouldn't call Promising Young Woman a lock, Just it just scares me like anywhere, but I have <laughs> Trial of the Chicago 7, Promising Young Woman, One Night in Miami, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Mank. Those are the five okay. that I put in. I could see Nomadland happening here, mm-hmm. but I'm still just scared for how the rest of the awards are gonna go for that movie. Even mm-hmm. if since it's had all of this critics love, I still just I'm hesitant to put it in every big category.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And when I mentioned switching, I wonder if, say, Trial of Chicago wins picture, if they're gonna give it to No My Land or Mink mm-hmm. or even Promising Young Woman here. Or if maybe I'm thinking of anything gets nominated. I still think that's a dark horse that could come back.
0: I think it could too. I also had the father on the bubble Sony has really just kind of bungled that campaign. I don't really know what's going on with that. So I could see it getting in, though. I could see this audience, the Hollywood Foreign Press, liking The Father. But as far as getting into screenplay, I don't know if they're just going to see it as more of an actor's showcase piece and highlighting those spots for it later on.
1: It's still not out. And I think that's what makes it so hard is Mm -hmm. that maybe these voting members have seen it but it's not in the like atmosphere people aren't really talking about it yet and mm-hmm. I think that muddles how we feel things are doing as well and I saw clips of it today in a video and I was like oh I really like this and I mean I did it was in my top 10 but I feel so far removed from it that mm-hmm. you know it's tough until it comes out we won't know
0: I completely agree so let's move on to Best Director. This is where I have a lot of my wild things potentially happening.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, go for it.
0: So my gut tells me to go for these five. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, David Venture for Mank, Aaron Sorkin for Trial of the Chicago 7. I don't know if that Oscar nomination is happening for a director, but the Globes mm-hmm. love him. Like they nominated him for Steve Jobs and Molly's game. Like he's fine. <laughs> okay. And then I have Spike Lee for De 5 Bloods. I think mm-hmm. we can talk about his kids being the Golden Globes ambassadors. Yeah. And then I have for my fifth spot, I really went back and forth on this, but I picked Regina King for One Night in Miami.
1: Mm-hmm. I have the same five.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> now here's where it gets kind of crazy. I have one thing that could happen that I think is likely, and I don't think that's as wild. And I think that would be Paul Greengrass getting in for News of the World. I don't know whose spot he would take, but I could see it happening. They tend to go for these types of directors. Um, If you think Mm -hmm. back to like 2017, 2018 award season, we had like Steven Spielberg, Martin McDonough, like they all got in at Globes and then missed Oscar. And they snubbed Gerwig, they snubbed Jordan Peele. Like they just do this. And so I can see him getting in. My wildest, wildest thing that I am so terrified will happen. I don't think it will, but I just want to bring it up. What if Ryan Murphy gets nominated for the prom? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that just can't happen. I <laughs> cannot allow that to happen.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: Out of these five people, it's so hard. And it is. I was trying to think too, like, oh, if there is a wild card... Who's being swapped out? And I think it was so hard for me to say Regina King is that mm-hmm. fifth spot. Yeah. So to swap Ryan for Regina sounds like heresy to me. It's I,
0: horrifying. It's yeah. It's really bad. It's not what anybody wants. <laughs> but I think, you know, we, we have to consider it, considering that, you know, the Golden Globes also have TV awards that are happening at the same time. And Ryan Murphy's a big name in TV. They don't yeah. honor directing on the TV side. So... It's like a prediction from hell, but it could happen. <laughs> and my other wild pick here, potentially, Ron Howard and Hillbilly Elegy.
1: <laughs> really stuck on Hillbilly. <laughs> I I think it's going to be a big snub through all of the awards. You think so? Bodies. I think so. It might show up maybe once or twice. I'll give it that. But like overall.
0: So you think Hillbilly Elegy is just like dead on arrival, basically. Like it's not appearing.
1: I think acting is separate. I okay. am considering those their own thing, but okay. in terms of the film, I think film director, score, production design, anything like that is just off the table. Prove me wrong, I don't think you want to. But I don't,
0: <laughs> I, I don't wanna be right on this one. My thing is just like, when has being a bad movie ever stopped the HFPA from picking it?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's true. I just have no space to even consider it, so.
0: That's fine. These directors, like these five, feel pretty good to me. And the fact I think that we both landed here is promising. But who knows?
1: But this could be the Oscar turnout. And Mm -hmm. between the two awards bodies, they don't really always line up. Mm -hmm. So,
0: And that's what I'm thinking a lot of the time. Here too is, you know, I am rooting for Regina King to get in, but if she misses here, it's not the end of the world. Like, she's still very well yeah. could be nominated come Oscar nomination morning. Like, it's definitely not over. These don't usually match up, but it is still, it does sound alarm bells. I think, especially because we're in just this weird season and we're just so anxious to figure out how these bodies are going to vote that.
1: <sighs> yeah
0: it feels more dire.
1: I think maybe another, we really could see the father coming in anywhere. I think Florian Zeller could come in here, but mm-hmm. I sadly don't think Lee Isaac Chung will be just because it's a foreign language nominee. So yeah, we'll see.
0: I love Minari and I wish it could be nominated everywhere, but spoiler yeah. alert ahead. I only have Minari getting into the foreign language category.
1: Uh, I think it's the same for me. I think come Oscar time, we'll have mm-hmm. a lot more to talk about there. Definitely. So moving on to supporting actor. I think this is also just a questionable category for me. Like there's there's no front runner because a few have won over the award season already, which makes it really hard. And prediction front runners too, I think are just kind of all over the place. I think the big ones here are Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami, Paul Racy from sound of metal Sasha Baron Cohen from The Trial of Chicago 7 and the other two I'm rooting for Daniel Kaluuya from Judas and the Black Messiah and then I think our Golden Globes nom here will be Bill Murray from On the Rocks.
0: Yeah. I I think Bill Murray's definitely getting in. I don't think that will happen come Oscar time, but I think here, especially, you know, they love him. It's Bill Murray. We don't have the separation with the supporting actor categories with comedy, musical, and drama, but having On the Rock spotlighted in that way for having the comedy category, I think benefits him here in addition to just him being a star. One thing that I'm going to point out here that I'm really scared of, I don't think Paul Racy's is getting nominated. I don't think it's happening. He, to me, feels like the like Leslie Manville type of nominee who misses most of the precursors and then gets in at Oscar. I don't think Golden Globe is happening for him because I think that that movie, while a lot of people like it and he's getting a lot of critical support, he's mm-hmm. pretty much an unknown and they like celebrities at the Golden Globes. So I have Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of the Chicago 7, Bill Murray for On the Rocks, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. I hope that happens. I don't know if they... Mm -hmm. It's a late breaker, so I don't know how many of them got to see it in time to be able to vote. My other pick here is actually Yahya Abdul-Mateen from Trial of the Chicago 7. They know him. He has a great performance Mm -hmm. in that movie, which I think will play well to the HFPA. My really wild pick that I would love absolutely love to happen is Bo burnham for promising young woman <laughs> i don't think it will but what i will say is like yeah if we think back to 2017 do you remember who the winner was that year for this aaron taylor johnson for nocturnal animals oh wow just like what crazy didn't translate to oscar at all but they liked yeah. that showy movie and this young guy in that role Bo Burnham Mm -hmm. obviously very different role promising young woman in my opinion much better movie than Nocturnal Animals but he's pretty well known
1: yeah I could see that I can also see multiple trial noms so either Mark Rylance or Frank Langella Mm -hmm. dare I say I think that would be a Golden Globes I would not be shocked
0: he's on my he's like on my long list like when I made my 10 I was like okay I could could see that happening here my one thing, too, that I'm curious about, I guess, is the double Chadwick nomination. I don't think it's happening at Globes with The Five Bloods. Yeah, no. But I think that's definitely something to keep in mind as we move through the season of something that mm. definitely could happen.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: All right, let's move on to Best Supporting Actress. This category was it was a little challenging. It's another place where I can see some major shakeups coming. My nominees that I have here, I have Amanda Seyfried for Mank. Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Ellen Burstyn for Pieces of a Woman, Olivia Coleman mm-hmm. for The Father, and then in my fifth spot I have Jodie Foster for The Mauritanian.
1: Hmm, interesting.
0: So she won the Cecil B. DeMille Award before. They really like her and it reminds me of kind of that Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, um, Annette Benning in The Report. <laughs> they kind of do these just rogue mm-hmm. nominations from time to time and this just feels like something they might go for.
1: I do have Yunya Jung, so I spoke wrongly before, so she's from Minari. I do have her in here. This is my Oscars list, pretty much. Again, likely that they're not going to coincide. I think we could see some really bizarre additions here. Again, I'm kind of wishing for her to be in. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's likely. But some others that I have on my long list would be Tony Collette from oh. I'm Thinking of Things. I
0: would kind of love that, actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I want her to get some Mm -hmm. kind of nomination this season. Mm -hmm. Because I want to see her at the award shows. Of course. (laughs) Helena Zengel Mm -hmm. from News of the World. I think even anyone from Hamilton could show up here. Yeah. And then maybe even Laverne Cox for Promising Young Woman. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, that would be great. Again, maybe not super likely. but
0: I mean, you never um, know.
1: I know. This, to me, could kind of go anywhere. Saoirse Ronan's still up pretty high mm-hmm. on the predictions too for gold derby and I don't know I, I never saw it,
0: <laughs> it I haven't just... seen it either <laughs> it just I, it was one of those where I saw that it had kind the... of
1: bombed and yeah I...
0: we can't count her out I mean they no. definitely like her she is kind of an awards magnet speaking yeah. of One that I can absolutely see in that fifth spot, who I almost switched out at the last minute for Jodie Foster, Nicole Kidman in The Prom.
1: Yeah. We could see multiple prom nominations in acting, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think, too, she's probably going to get nominated for The Undoing. They really like her on the TV side, and they like double nominations. So watch out for her, too. (laughs) My dream nomination here is Candace Bergen for Let Them All Talk.
1: I would love to see Let Them All Talk. I really liked her in that. Okay, so next up is Best Actor, Musical Comedy.
0: You're going to kill me here. Just a warning.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. One of my wild things that could happen is that Sasha Baron Cohen could become maybe very unlikely with the Globes, but he could be double nominated or double win. And here, being for Borat, subsequent movie film.
0: I think the double win is likely. I think he's going to win twice.
1: <laughs> it's... <laughs> Kind of crazy. It's mm-hmm. very crazy.
0: It really is. It just feels so, so Globes-like to give him two yeah. wins, one for trial and one for Borat. It's just like... <sighs>
1: <laughs> yeah, insane. My other wild thing here also is Pete Davidson being a nominee mm-hmm. for King of Staten Island. I have him in. He's in my fourth or fifth spot. The The other one would go to Dev Patel for the personal history of David Copperfield. Mm-hmm. I feel like another Globes... Attention film.
0: He's on my list too.
1: Okay. My others would be Andy Sandberg from Palm Springs and Lynn Manuel Miranda from Hamilton.
0: Okay. So you have Lynn, but not Leslie. I do too but i don't correct i don't know how i feel about that only because you know leslie won the tony for that category you know and for that part Mm -hmm. but i think like it would be such a such an hfpa thing to do to be like oh lynn is the one we think of when we think of hamilton and if we're gonna give it to hamilton we're gonna give it to lynn and there are other places in the night where they can recognize leslie
1: In the opposite way, I don't know why this doesn't transfer, but the way Sasha could be double nominated, I don't think they would double nominate Leslie in an odd way if he's maybe even going to win for supporting actor in One Night in Miami.
0: And for Song.
1: Yeah, so he, I mean, he's around. I just think if you're choosing a Hamilton actor, maybe just Lynn has more screen time, or maybe he doesn't.
0: Well, Lynn is the face of Hamilton. Like right. He's the brainchild he, yeah. behind it, and that's, I feel like, how they think. Leslie's yeah. performance as Aaron Burr is the standout. So you know how I said you were going to kill me? <laughs> I have James okay. Corden getting in for the prom.
1: Something else you're stuck on.
0: I am. I am I am stuck on it, and I, I feel, though, like it really could happen. I find the role just, it's offensive, and we talked about it on our episode, but, you know, he's a big name. He's won Emmys. He's one a Tony, and I can feel that happening. So I have him actually in instead of Andy Samberg at the moment, but that could change before Tuesday when I fully lock in my predictions.
1: I think they'll get a lot of slack if they put in Corden. They're going to hear about it for the weeks in between this and then. It's just...
0: Sure, yeah. but again, like that's never stopped them before. Oh, boy. All right, on to best actress, musical, or comedy. I think the big ones, so the big two... Meryl Streep for The Prom, Maria Bakalova mm-hmm. for Borat, subsequent movie film. Yep. Those two. Yep. Then it gets a little, I would say, dicier. You can pick and choose who you want to fill out the five. I have Anya Taylor-Joy getting in for Emma. I have Rashida mm-hmm. Jones for On the Rocks. And I have Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit. Kristen Milioti, I've been, like, switching her and Rashida on and off. Even yeah. her and Michelle. Yeah. I'm not sure how French Exo will play to them.
1: I have the same five. Again, I I really do think the race is between Maria and Meryl. That's not a big surprise based on how critics have been going so far. The interesting tidbit here is that back until 2009, the Golden Globes winners have aligned with the Oscars winners between comedy musical and drama. So all four Golden Globes winners for actor and actress Uh have gone on to win the Oscar So, like, Glenn and Olivia both won, Mm -hmm. and then Olivia won the Oscar. Mm -hmm.
0: And, like, when Emma Stone won, she ended up winning. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, back until 2009, they aligned, and then they start, like, switching off. And I don't think Meryl's going to win the Oscar. My Mm -hmm. God.
0: No, I'm all in on the prom. Obviously, like you could you've heard me talk about it. I'm going to keep talking about it for the Golden (laughs) Globes, but I I think it's going to get a goose egg maybe below the line, but I don't think it's playing at the Oscars. I think it's purely a a Globes play.
1: Yeah. My wild thing here is if Meryl gets double nominated for the prom and let them all talk. I have that that is something I really want to see.
0: I do, too. I would love that, actually, because, again, one of my wild things, she did it with Julia and Julia and it's complicated. Okay. So she's done it. If Johnny Depp can do it, she can do it again. Yeah. So if they like, let them all talk. Which I hope they do. I think we might get double Meryl.
1: I just like her more, and let them all talk. I think it's more I too. performance.
0: I like that movie better. I like her better in it. Yeah. It's a good. It's a really I mean, it's good a role weird for her. Movie. But the ending sticks with you. So
1: it really does.
0: <laughs> another wild thing I have here. Watch out for Emily Blunt in Wild Mountain Time.
1: Oh, God, here we go.
0: They love her.
1: It is such a Globes idea of a movie. I haven't seen it. I think you said it wasn't great. It's bad. But <laughs> I hope it's one that like lives in that mindset that doesn't come to fruition.
0: Yeah, I hope so. But again, I am, I'm never confident with what they can do.
1: Okay, let's move on to Best Actor in Drama. Mm-hmm. I think my big three here, I think we will see Chadwick nominated and this will be a continuation of Critics into the rest of awards season. Mm -hmm. I think he has a good chance at winning, if not every awards show. Mm -hmm. I think the other big one is Anthony Hopkins. And then also, I think, I don't think you're going to agree with me, we'll see Riz Ahmed nominated. I think also Delroy Lindo for Defy Bloods and... I think more so here, we're going to see Gary Oldman for Mank.
0: Okay, so you're going to hate me again.
1: You swapped out Tom Hanks for Riz Ahmed.
0: Correct. I don't think Riz is getting a Golden Globe nomination. I think The Sound of Metal is going to get a goose egg at the Golden Globes, and it pains me to say it. I I don't want Mm -hmm. to, but it actually, it makes me feel better about him and Paul Racy come Oscars. I think they're going to miss somewhere and I'd rather it be Globes than at the end. Yeah. I'm going to wait to talk about Riz until we get to SAG more, but I have him missing. I have Tom Hanks getting in for News of the World. He, again, Cecil B. DeMille Award winner. He introduced Biden at the inauguration after show concert thing at night. Mm -hmm. People love him. (laughs) Like we've talked about this. And I think this is where he shows up. I don't think he's getting an Oscar nomination, but I can see the Golden Globe happening. Now with Gary Oldman, I have a theory and a fear that he is this year's Robert De Niro for The Irishman, where we see a ton of Mank nominations, but the lead performance is just out. And he just, you know, he's already won his Oscar. He's not campaigning as hard this time. What if he doesn't get in? So unfortunately, this is where I have Ben Affleck showing up for The Way Back. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, um
0: he has been campaigning so hard he's done so many interviews and like fyc ads and just if it works anywhere it works here
1: yeah it does i can see that
0: i didn't want to get rid of delroy though he's here i have delroy i have anthony hopkins and i have chadwick those three i have in but those other two i'm just like "Uh, will it happen we'll see yeah but I can also see the Hollywood Foreign Press going for Mank. I don't know. It seems like something that they would go for, but that movie's such they, a mystery to me. It's such a mystery to me. I'm like, do people hate this? Do people love it? What's it going to be like? So I don't know. Because
1: they awarded Social Network too, right?
0: Mm-hmm. They did. They like Venture.
1: We can talk about this with Picture, but they could award Mank and then nothing else? I don't know.
0: They could give Fincher director. They gave him director for The Social Network.
1: Okay, moving on to drama actress. What do you have for this one?
0: So I have Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, Carey Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. I do have Zendaya for Malcolm and Marie, which I'm not sure Mm -hmm. about, but hopeful. And I have Amy Adams for Hillbilly Elegy. I have okay. Vanessa Kirby missing here.
1: I have her in, and I think I switched her out with Amy. Mm-hmm. My race to me, it's between Carrie and Viola. Hmm. I think Zendaya being a nomination here is pretty likely, but yeah, I think I think it could come down to Carrie winning it.
0: If I had I to like know. pick today, I would say Carrie. I don't know. I just like feel good about her. Yeah. And her performance winning here, I feel like they would go for like the contemporary Carrie. I don't know why, Mm -hmm. I just like have a feeling it could happen. And I feel like if she's gonna miss anywhere, it'll be SAG or BAFTA. I'm really hoping she can, you know, make it all the way to Oscars, but I think that a Golden mm-hmm. Globe win would just be like I and I think she's stronger. Huge. I think she's stronger here than people are giving her credit for, and I would love for her to win. Amy Adams has won twice. She's been nominated ten times. They love her. I think she's getting in. Okay. I think another option is also Sophia Loren for The Life Ahead. Yep. That feels like very, very Hollywood for impress. Mm-hmm. Kate Winslet for Ammonite. I think still could happen. Even though we're like, yeah. what is Ammonite Like this movie, we haven't seen it. You we're know, all still, of this. Yeah. yeah. But I think it could happen because she's been nominated for like dumb stuff before. And this is probably better than like Labor Day.
1: Yeah, I, I need to watch this and at least know for their roles mm-hmm. how I feel about it. Another one it still could be Andre Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday, mm-hmm. which still isn't out either. Yeah, that's end of February. Yeah. These end of February movies are screwing I know. everything up.
0: I know the United States versus Billie Holiday has not gotten good reviews. But again, has that ever mattered to this group?
1: And acting is a little different too. It's not, you know, like if they hate the movie, she could still be amazing. Mm -hmm. So still a potential.
0: Another one that I could see happening that's like kind of crazy is Elizabeth Moss showing up for The Invisible Man.
1: I was just going to say that's, yeah, (laughs) I, I think that would be a globesy thing too mm-hmm. to have Invisible Man around.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's I think it's a memorable movie. A lot of people saw it in theaters before everything shut down. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's one that I always will think of when I think of twenty twenty, even though it wasn't one of my favorite performances mm-hmm. or films. It just this group is kinder to thriller, horror actresses if we think like Lupita mm-hmm. Nyong'o and us Emily Blunt in A Quiet Place did she get in here for Sag I think it was she Sag She was sag. sag Yeah which I mean Elizabeth Moss could happen there too I guess but that's something that yeah. I can totally see happening
1: Okay let's move on to a uh, picture musical comedy we're down to our last two here mm mm-hmm. Mhm I just really want... I know The Prom has been campaigning, and I think it's a shoe in for a nomination here. I'm really pushing for Palm Springs to win, and I think the competition comes down to Palm Springs, then The Prom versus Hamilton. I think our other nominees here would be Borat, Subsequent Movie Film, and On the Rocks.
0: We have the same five nominees. Okay. I think Let Them All Talk could get in. My... Mm-hmm wild thing that could happen is like i know there was all this you know it's like this big kerfuffle about hamilton what if hamilton just doesn't get anything what if like we yeah. just like drummed up all of this oh <laughs> hamilton's gonna take all these spots away hamilton 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 and <sighs> then it just doesn't show yeah. yeah so i think that's a possibility i think it is between the prom and borat okay The reason I think that is because so I think the prom will win if I had to just predict today. But with Borat, it has big actors, big performances in it. Both Maria and Sacha getting a lot of support and running really good campaigns right now. I feel like that might be the second one. Even though I did really love Palm Springs, I also liked On the Rocks. I know a lot of people were like kind of iffy on that one, but.
1: Do you think that this winner here for best film comedy musical is going to align or be the opposite of the winner for best actress so is it going to go to the prom and meryl or do you think maybe they switch it up and give it to the prom and maria or vice versa
0: that's so hard my gut is saying (laughs) the prom maria
1: yeah i think if they give it to the prom i would want them to give it to maria
0: I mean, Meryl's already won so many. It's It's
1: exciting. Like,
0: it's kind (laughs) of, it's just kind of fun. It's just like shaking it up. Like, I think the whole thing with Maria Bakalova too is she's kind of running this campaign like an underdog sports team. No one believes Mm -hmm. in her, even though she's gotten all these wins along the way. And a Golden Globe win for comedy musical actress is just, it would be cool to see. Insane,
1: yeah. But in that same respect, she's new, Mm -hmm. but you don't think Paul or Riz are going to be in there.
0: No, but that's a different movie. Sound of Metal's quiet. It seems like a critic's darling. Okay. Bora is a sequel to a well-known Oscar-nominated <laughs> comedy with
1: big acting, chops. big yeah. acting yeah. chops. Okay. Like
0: it's, I think it's just the type of movie. Again, I have more about Riz that I'll wait when we get to SAG.
1: I think here we could see the French exit, depending on how they like it or not. Another big one would be Emma. I think that is such a likely globesy idea mm-hmm.
0: let's move on to best picture drama last one i have the trial of the chicago seven ma Rainey's black bottom to five bloods mank and nomadland
1: same five
0: really okay yeah my one yep. that i'm like uh eh, will it get in is one night in miami
1: that's definitely next again i will reiterate the father's potential mm-hmm Could be, I think it might be more likely in the Oscars when they have 10 nominees. Mm -hmm. I guess they kind of have 10 in a way here, but who do you think is going to win?
0: Oh, it's very hard. I would lean towards the Trial of the Chicago 7 Yeah, because typically... The globe's like stories that are w- about what they think America is and like they went for three billboards like they just kind of do this a lot with their mm-hmm. selections and yeah. Trial of Chicago 7 has this like big punchy ending and I could see them going for Mank maybe but a win just seems like so far off into the distance of possibilities for that one so that leads me to Trial of the Chicago 7.
1: I think maybe the race here is the Trial of the Chicago 7, which I agree is likely to win, and Mank, and Defy Bloods. Mm-hmm. I think those are the stronger ones, and I don't see Nomadland winning here.
0: I'm honestly sadly. worried that Nomadland won't get in. There is yeah. still this like feeling in the back of my head that's like, what if my favorite movie of the year is just a Critics' Darling? And <laughs> we're getting to this point where it's like, never mind like jokes on you nomad land is not a thing
1: i don't think that's the case but i think this is different here but and i totally agree that if it won here i i don't know if it wins here doesn't... it's
0: winning picture i think like oscar picture
1: yeah but again with spike i think you know he could win director or it could win picture i think those are too big in a way american films
0: mm-hmm. all right Let's get into the SAG Awards. So, the yeah. Screen Actors Guild Awards, those nominations will be announced the next day, so Thursday. Mm-hmm. Boom boom. We just all of a sudden are just flooded with content it's things a big to week. think about.
1: <laughs> so exciting. So exciting.
0: I... Okay, so we have a new category here at SAG, which a lot of people talk about as maybe being, you know, a potential Oscar category that has been left out, but Here, it's Mm -hmm. Best Stunt Ensemble. Do you have any predictions here? Any comments about this category?
1: So I have one big one that pops out in my mind. Looking back through the 2010s, Skyfall, Inception, Harry Potter, and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Mad Max Fury Road, Black Panther, Wonder Woman, Avengers Endgame. So Mm -hmm. we're like leaning into this Marvel realm. But if Tenet doesn't win... If not for Elizabeth Debicki alone, I give oh my up. Gosh. Like I, I don't want another winner. This is it to me this year. When you say 2020 was The Invisible Man, 2020 is also Tenant, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think it's the only choice here.
0: It has to win, right? You think about the fight sequences and everything, especially that scene when they're in the turnstile and John David Washington is like fighting himself <sighs> in reverse. So many. That's so There's cool. So many. I don't know. It's just I'm such a nerd with that movie. I feel like now, but yeah, one thing I do have to say. So I think like Wonder Woman 1984 could happen, even though that movie yeah. is
1: well, t- yeah, not they won. Good. So the, yeah, the first one won.
0: But one thing I have to bring up is what if your favorite movie of the year, The Old Guard, gets nominated?
1: Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> Bringing back old memories.
0: Or like maybe News of the World.
1: Oh my god, for like two scenes.
0: Yeah. I think though other options like Mulan maybe could happen, Midnight mm-hmm. Sky. So you mentioned like sci-fi movies that could maybe appear, but Tenet is just the standout.
1: Yeah, with no Marvel, it's like what are they gonna nominate?
0: <laughs> what a year!
1: <laughs> okay, let's move on to like the normal categories. <laughs> uh, supporting Actor. What do you have for that?
0: So changes that I have from Golden Globes, I have Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman getting in here for The Five Bloods. So I think this is where that double nomination might start. Mm -hmm. And here's where I have Frank Langella showing up for Trial of the Chicago 7. I know he's campaigning like really hard, weirdly. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that is where it happens. You'll notice I do have Paul Racy not here. I really believe that if he shows up at the Oscars, it's going to be one of those like he doesn't get anything and then he gets the Oscar, which... I would rather than have him miss there. So I think it can still happen, but I do have him missing most of the precursors. Okay. But then so just others that I have, I still have Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of the Chicago Seven, still have Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, still have Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah.
1: Yeah, all of mine are the same. I have Chadwick in here as well. So this isn't too far off for me from what's been talked about, the Globes, Oscars, really. So Mhm. And then for Supporting Actress, I also have the same five. Okay. So no surprises for me here.
0: Okay, so for Supporting Actress, I have Maria Bakalova here. To me, she feels like this year's J-Lo, where she gets Globe, she gets SAG, she gets Critics Mm -hmm. Awards, she misses Oscar nomination morning. And this is one of those places where she shows up, she gives us hope, we think it might happen, but ultimately it's too raunchy, too much of a comedy. She's too much of a newcomer to get in and be taken seriously by Ampass. Mm -hmm. I think Helena Zengel has a chance here, actually. Sag weirdly loves child performances, so who knows there? She could maybe get in. Same with Saoirse Ronan for Ammonite, but I'm pretty locked in on my five.
1: Okay. I guess when I said the same, I kind of mixed all the categories from Golden Globe. (laughs) So I had Maria Bakalova here. I have Mm -hmm. Amanda Seyfried, Ellen Bernstein, Olivia Colman, and Glenn Close. I think one of those Hillbilly Elegy nominations, especially with SAG, that Mm -hmm. will be there.
0: So we have the same five then. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's move on to Best Actor. What changes do you have here? Are they all the same?
1: So I didn't do this for every category, but I looked here at the history, and who's won. And interestingly enough, at least three of the SAG nominees showed up with Oscars. So I think that's a pretty big percentage. And then there are even some four or even five where they all match. And all five happened in 2016, 2009, 2008, 2006. So I think maybe closer to 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, it happens a lot more frequently, but not out of the realm of possibility. The one huge, huge shocker for me when I looked through, I couldn't (laughs) stop laughing. And you mentioned his name already on the pod. But in 2003, Johnny Depp won Best Actor for Pirates of the Caribbean at SAG. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? That's
0: crazy. (sighs) At SAG?
1: In what world? Yeah. His
0: peers, actors, voted for him to win that. That's nuts.
1: That's yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. I had no idea about that.
1: Something that just totally didn't cross over to the Oscars, <laughs> but like insane. <laughs> so, talking about my nominees, I have Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Delroy Lindo, Riz Ahmed, and here I do have Stephen Yoon okay. from Nari.
0: So, here's where I have Riz showing up. I have okay. him getting in at SAG. I also still have Chadwick, still have Anthony Hopkins, still have Delroy Lindo. I think here is where we figure out if Riz is the Adam driver of last year or the Adam Sandler of last year. You know, either he has this critically acclaimed performance that carries over all the way through award season and leads to nominations everywhere, or he just has the indie movie critically acclaimed performance that doesn't translate to the big ones. So Mm -hmm. I think this is where we kind of start to figure it out because my hunch really is that he misses the Globes, but I... I really can see him getting in at SAG. It's a performance that I think actors will see and will really appreciate, and will be like, "Wow! Mm-hmm. Like, how did how did he do that? That's such an actor movie." I do have Gary Oldman getting in here for Mank. I can see him more readily being recognized by his peers than by the HFPA so i have gary and riz in instead of tom hanks and ben affleck who i had at the globes in my like very cursed lineup
1: (laughs) and we have to remember here that actors are voting for actors Mm -hmm. and i think that's a lot different yeah for the better Mm -hmm. i mean in talking about film parasite one and i think that was the huge precursor Mm -hmm. and spark for me that was like oh wow actors love this Mm -hmm. so i think maybe here is where we start seeing the minari support because the acting is great. Yeah. Um, at least I hope so.
0: The thing to think about too with that is like Stephen Yoon was on The Walking Dead for years TV. Like there are TV people here too that are voting for this. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, his long career in the field at this point now will carry over to a nomination. I would Start love helping. that. I just don't trust A24 with campaigning. I think that's my problem.
1: <laughs> They've got to turn around somewhere. Maybe too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go on to Best Actress.
1: Do you have any changes for Actress?
0: I do. So here's where I have Vanessa Kirby showing up in place of Zendaya. Mm-hmm. So I have Zendaya out at SAG, and I have okay. Vanessa Kirby in. I think that if an actor watches Pieces of a Woman, they're like, how did she do that?
1: Yeah.
0: It just like mm-hmm. feels like a, a movie that actors will really respond to, and specifically mm-hmm. with... Vanessa's performance, especially in the first 30 minutes. It's excruciating. And I just feel like they love that. They love like the swing for the fences type of performances as opposed to the subtle ones. So I think she gets in here. I think Zendaya is definitely still possible. And Mm -hmm. to be completely honest, I don't really know why I still have Amy Adams here.
1: See, I have Zendaya instead of Amy. Okay. And then the other four are, I'm assuming the same as yours, Carrie, Viola, Francis and Vanessa. Yes. Okay.
0: And I think I feel with Amy, I feel like she's going to get these nominations and then miss Oscar. I think that's maybe why I put her in here is it's just like every year we have those where it's like you think it might happen, you think it might happen, and then Mm -hmm. it just doesn't, even though they have the precursors. What do you think about Meryl for The Prom?
1: Getting in here? Absolutely not.
0: I'm just saying it's Meryl.
1: Let's tie this into picture. Do you have The Prom? being nominated for ensemble.
0: It's on the outskirts. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Again here, like TV people vote at SAG, and The Prom has a lot of big people in it, and they also weirdly go for musicals. Like, wasn't Hairspray nominated? I don't know. And like, they don't a lot of times go for movies that get heaping numbers of nominations, like La La Land. That didn't get nominated. So I don't think like pieces of a woman is happening here, even though you could get burst in Anne Kirby. I think the Shia mm. thing ruins that. So like things like that here, I just don't see coming up. For ensemble, I have Trial of the Chicago Seven, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, One Night in Miami, da 5 Bloods, and my push for the winner. But I don't know is promising young woman.
1: Yep. I think that could be our shocker this year, like Parasite was last year.
0: They do the things here that the Academy's afraid to do a lot of times.
1: I think the long shot here is Promising Young Woman. Would be great if it won, but I think Trial of the Chicago 7 is probably the front runner because it's such a huge ensemble film. Mm -hmm. So many big acting performances. Also, Defy Blood's fewer number of actors, but all great, so again, Mm -hmm. could be nominated, but I do have the other three as the same. So,
0: The one I could see here, I guess, could be One Night in Miami with a win. If anyone beat Trial of the Chicago 7, that wasn't, I mean, Promising Young Woman's like my big push where you have so many great actors that are so recognizable who all kind of revolve Mm -hmm. around the main character. I feel like that really could be something we're underestimating. Same with One Night in Miami. I think that's very much an ensemble film. One thing I would love for a listener to find for me, or I can just look it up afterwards, is the Trial of the Chicago 7, the largest ensemble to be nominated for this award potentially without a woman. Sorkin. Maybe. Sorkin edit <laughs> <That's>... again. Because <laughs> it's a big ensemble that's going to be nominated and there's not a woman on it.
1: For me here, thinking of SAG, Trial of the Chicago 7, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and One Night in Miami are locks. I would love to say Promising Young Woman is a lock. I still think it's a long shot. But I think also playing with those other two or three spots is Mank and Defy Bloods. Mm-hmm. One, because Mank has, again, so many recognizable actors. And I think that puts points behind it. So we could see that here. Maybe more unlikely, but possible.
0: I am so, like I've said before, I'm so curious about Mank. I think because I'm still in like the that critic's haze where I'm like, is this... Do people really not like this? And mm-hmm. will that translate to groups like this? And there's still a world where you can see, I wouldn't count it out that like Charles Dance or someone, Arliss Howard, could get nominated. Yeah. Like it could still happen. Yeah. We are still so early. So I won't count it out yet, but that's, I think, one of the things I'm most excited for with these nominations is actually to see how Mank does.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I'm so excited for all of this. This is so fun. We're <laughs> finally, finally getting there.
1: Yeah, now that we're in it, I can't wait. Wednesday, Thursday.
0: So exciting.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next time.